and anybody know what it is? That's right, Jesus is born, so we want to celebrate that fact, and welcome to Christmas at the movies at Live Church. We're excited that you are here. As Zane and I think Justin and a few others may have said, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I saw something on Facebook I thought was pretty funny. It said, Happy Thanksgiving. Don't forget to set your scales back 10 pounds tonight. Come on, that'll preach. That's good stuff right there. I don't care who you are. (laughs) Also, Wednesday night is our prayer and praise service at 7 o'clock. If you want to come a little early, we're going to have some refreshments for you uh, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, and we will praise the Lord and we will pray. I saw someone post, our prayers lay the track down on which God's power can come. So we need to pray to lay the tracks down so the power of his locomotion can do his thing. Also, next Sunday, everybody say next Sunday. Yeah, next Sunday is Ugly Christmas Sweater Sunday. We want you to wear your beautiful, ugly Christmas sweaters to church next Sunday. And uh, we'll have a fun time with that. Also, thank you everyone who gave to the Agape Pregnancy Resource Center. You saw all the clothes on the manger when you walked in, and thank you. It is so awesome to see all those clothes that Jesus gets to wear for Christmas. When you've done it to the least of these, my brother, you have done it as unto me. Also, if you're a part of our dream team, anyone that teaches in our Sunday school or you're a greeter, you're an usher, you're in the media ministry or music. We have a dream team party December the 15th, which is Sunday night at 6 p.m. So it is a free dinner. We're just going to have a good time. If you haven't signed up yet, please do so. There is a sign-up sheet on the guest services table as well as you can sign up online. Hopefully you have received a handout today, and uh, we are at Christmas at the movies, and we're going to look at some Christmas movies in December, and we're going to find some biblical truths that go right along with it, and today we are looking at the movie Miracle at 34th Street. It is the new, newer version. It was done in the 90s, and uh, before we get started, I, 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 the question is, is there a Santa Claus? And evidently someone does believe because I saw this on Facebook. Dear Santa, all I want is a fat bank account and a skinny body. Please don't mix it up again like last year. <laughs> thought that was pretty good. <laughs> I might just save that one. There we go. Is there a Santa Claus? And that's a good question. Is there one? Around the globe, about 2 billion children exist. Now, Santa doesn't visit all of them, does he? Because some have been naughty. And Santa has about 31 hours of Christmas to work with, thanks to the different time zones. And that is if he travels east to west. This works out to 967.7 visits per second. Yeah, that means that each household with a good child, Santa has about one one thousand of a second to park the sleigh, to hop out, to jump down the (laughs) chimney, fill the stockings, distribute the remaining presents, 
eat the cookies and whatever snacks have been left for him, and then get back up the chimney, jump into the sleigh, and go to the next house. Seems impossible, doesn't it? Santa has, and as a result, he's at a dead stop on top of a roof, possibly with ice and snow, and then he's going to go from zero to 650 miles per second in one one thousand of a second, which would subject him to forces of 17,500 Gs. That means Santa should be pinned to the back of the sleigh by more than four million pounds of force, instantly crushing his bones and organs and reducing him to a blob of pink glue. We wonder why some people don't believe in Santa Claus. Well, maybe that's why. But there's a little girl who really wanted to believe, really wanted to believe, but she had a parent that told her that he did not exist and that he was not real. And so this little girl had a hard time believing on Miracle at 34th Street. I want to show you the trailer of this movie. Let's watch. Thinks you're Santa Claus. <laughs> I am. You know what? I know. You know what? A secret. What secret? Santa Claus. I've known for a long time. He's not real. Says who? My mom. I am the parent. You are the friendly guy down the hall. They say that seeing is believing. (laughs) But the truth is, the world is held together by things you can't see. There really has to be something you want for Christmas. A house, a brother, and a dad. That's all I ever want. He loves you and he wants to kiss you. And he thinks you're the most beautiful woman in the world. If you're really Santa Claus, you can get it for me. Right. It's an engagement ring. If you can't accept anything, faith, then you're doomed for a life dominated by doubt. She's deaf. You don't have to talk to her. She just wanted to see you. You are a very beautiful young lady. (laughs) If I could make you believe, then there'd be some hope for me. I can't. Well, I'm finished. I want this man declared insane. This is about a man who has had something very wrong done to him. I want you to help him. Together, we're going to prove that there is a Santa Claus and that you're him. I'm ready, Counselor. Do you believe that you are Santa Claus? Yes, of course. I'd like the court to see Mr. Kringle make the reindeer fly. He only flies on Christmas Eve. (laughs) Coles believes in Santa Claus. Do you believe in Santa Claus? 
If this court finds that Mr. Kringle is not who he says he is, then I would ask the court to judge which is worse, a lie that draws a smile or a truth that draws a tear. 20th Century Fox, Richard Attenborough, Elizabeth Perkins, Dylan McDermott, and Mrs. Doubtfire's Mara Wilson present you with the most precious gift of all, something to believe in. Miracle on 34th Street. Directed by Les Mayfield. Shown at Life Church. Okay. So, with that, if you really want to experience a miracle on your street, what you need to do is this Christmas, you need to find the Christ of Christmas. And to do this, To get your miracle, there are some road signs. Everyone say road signs. That's right. That are going to lead us to the Christ of Christmas. So let's get in the Word of God if you have your Bibles or if you want to get out your uh, handout. Today, we want to see what the angel had to say about the Christ child. And we're looking at Luke chapter 2 and verse 12. And it says this. This will be a sign to you. Everyone say a sign. That's what we're talking about. You might want to circle that. This will be a sign to you. Or in other words, a road sign for us today. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. So when you need a miracle, what we need to do is look for the signs. Maybe you need a miracle in your marriage. Maybe you need a miracle in your health. Maybe it's... Something that no one else knows about except you and God. But today we're going to look how God performed a miracle through a prophet, a man whose name was Elisha. And we're going to find four principles that we can see in the Word of God, how God will always work through these principles. Let's look at 2 Kings and chapter 4, and starting with verse 1. 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 1. One day, the widow of one of Elisha's fellow prophets came to Elisha and cried out to him, My husband who served you is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord, but now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. Here this poor lady has already gone through a tragedy, and we're finding out now that... Her husband not only died, but she's in severe financial trouble, and the creditors are coming to take her most prized possessions, her children. But what happened, she looked to the signs. Everyone say the signs. That's good. The signs that actually led her to a miracle. And the first sign that we want to talk about, if you want to write this down, is a one-way sign. A one-way sign. And I want you to fill in this word, take the one way that starts a miracle. Take the one way that starts a miracle. If you want a miracle, you've got to realize there are actually two one-way streets that you're going to have to travel upon. The first one, you have to admit your need. You've got to say, I have this issue, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, if you've never had the issues in life, you would never need a miracle. 
And God is ready to meet the miracles. And I know the enemy loves to come and bring some stuff your way. But the good news for us today is we first, on this one-way road, admit there is a need. And the second one is you've got to go to God. And I think that is so important for us. He is the only one who is going to be able to help us. Sometimes, the only way things can work out is if God comes and helps us. We cannot be afraid to go to Him. In fact, He says we can come boldly before His throne. So, these two one-way streets is, I've got to admit my need, and I've got to admit it to God, who's the one who can help me. I want to show you another video, and this is... Susan, this little girl, she wants to really believe in Santa and and she wants to ask him what she would like for Christmas, but she's torn between what her mother and what her mother's friend is telling her and she really is trying to believe. Let's, Let's watch this because she's admitting she's got a need, but she's got to go to the right person to help her. Let's watch. Okay, go ahead. This seems like a pretty pointless exercise, Brian. I know, but I just thought as long as we were here, might as well stop by and say hello to the old guy. Look at him. Why? Well, let's just say for the sake of argument that there is a Santa Claus. And that you don't believe in him. Is it worth the risk that you might not get anything for Christmas this year? Well, I didn't believe in him last year, and I still got everything I asked my mother for. Yeah. You get a free candy cane? I'm trying to limit my intake of sugar. Uh-huh. You can go see Santa now. Okay, come on. Go ahead. Nice to meet you, baby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, darling. And sometimes we're like Susan. We need someone to help us, give us a little push to get to God. Look at 2 Kings chapter 4. This woman in the Bible comes to Elisha. She pours her heart out to him. And then he gives a very strange reply. Let's take a look. 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 2, the first part. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Almost looks like a rude response, doesn't it, at first? But that's not what's happening. What he's doing here, he's saying, Hey, I'm refusing to allow you to trust in me. I can't help you, but God can. Aren't you glad for that today? Say amen. You need to know the only place that you can go for a real miracle is to God, the one who can supply the need. So on the road to a miracle, we see that there is a a, a sign again that, that we're going to come across. The first one is a one-way sign. And the second one, if you want to jot this down, is a stop sign. A stop sign. And this brings us to the next point. I have to stop and assess what I already have. Stop and assess what I already have. And Elisha goes on to ask another strange question in the second part of this verse, of verse 2. And he says, tell me, what do you have 
in your house? That sounds like a different kind of question. He's, God's ready to do a miracle. And so the prophet's saying, what do you already have? And sometimes, like this widow, we get caught up in what we don't have instead of what we already have. She already had the beginnings of a miracle, and it was right underneath her nose. And the question is this, what do you have in your house? Because God always, he always, always starts with what you have. We see it over and over in the scriptures. Remember the story in the New Testament, how Jesus fed the 5,000. And it's actually more like fifteen to 20,000 by the time you count the women and children. And he asked a very interesting question that day in Mark chapter 6 and verse 38. And he says this, how many loaves do you have? Jesus asked, go and see. And when they found out, they said, we have five loaves and two fish. Now, Jesus could have rained down manna from heaven, couldn't he? He could have done anything he wanted to do. But first he asked, what do you have? What do you have? God wants to work with what you have. God always starts with what we have. And it's a principle that we need to see and learn. And some of you are saying, well, I, I don't have a lot of time. Well, if you will give it to God, he can multiply your time. Have you ever found that to be true? Say amen. amen. I have found it to be true. Or your talent. Say, well, I don't really have a lot of talent. And God says, that's okay. Give me the little bit that you've got, and I will multiply it. And I know that's true for a lot of you because you've started very weak in your talent and you've ended up very strong. I love to see what God does. Maybe the same thing with your resources. I don't have a lot of resources. And God says, that's okay. Give me what you have and I can multiply it. God always asks, what's in your house? Because the miracle is found in the house. And then we're going to come to the next sign. It's a U-turn sign. A U-turn sign, if you want to jot that down. U-turn sign. Which leads us to the next point. Make a U-turn from the negative to the positive. Ooh, I like this one. Our first reaction when we're in the time of need is to go to the negative and to say what we don't have. But what is amazing We're going to see what this woman did. And we're going to go to this scripture in a moment. But God ends up working this miracle in her life. And in the movie, Susan is changing from a negative idea of Santa to a positive one. Let's take a look at this video clip. What are you doing out of bed? Something's driving me crazy and I can't sleep. Well, what's on your mind? Santa Claus. Mr. Kringle, why? What about him? He talked sign language with a kid today. Well, that was considerate of him. It's weird how he knows so much about toys and kids. Mm. He speaks Russian and Swahili. Well, he must be quite a learned man. He looks exactly like every picture of Santa Claus I ever saw. Yes, I know. That's why I chose him. 
Because you're positive he's not the real Santa Claus. I thought that we talked about this. You understand what he is. What if we're wrong? That would be extremely rude. <laughs> well, we're not wrong, sweetheart. But all my friends believe in Santa Claus. Well, most children your age do. How come I don't? Because you know the truth. And truth is one of the most important things in the world. To know the truth and to always be truthful with others, and more importantly, with yourself. And believing in myths and fantasies just makes you unhappy. Did you believe in Santa Claus when you were my age? Yes. Were you unhappy? things that I believed in turned out not to be true. Yes, I was unhappy. Would it be okay if I thought about this some more? Do I have to not believe in Santa Claus right away? You have the right to believe whatever you want to believe. Now, I've told you the truth, but if I'm wrong, I would be glad to admit it. I'll tell you what. You asked Mr. Kringle for something that you would never ask me for. And if on Christmas morning you don't get it, you will know once and for all the honest truth about Santa Claus. That's a very clever idea. Thank you. You think you can get some sleep? Yep. Yeah? Give me a kiss. I love you. I love you. Oh, children are so sweet at that age. I love that. So we're looking here at making a U-turn from being and speaking the negative to the positive. In 2 Kings 4 and 2, she said, Your servant has nothing at all. That was negative. And then she turns to a positive and says, Then she said, Except for a little oil. So she starts off negative and she quickly makes a U-turn and says, Well, there is a little bit of oil that I have. And instead of saying, Well, I, I don't have anything. You know what this tells me? That she had a little bit of faith. And the Bible says that's all you need is just a little bit of faith. I have to take this little bit of faith and place it in a great big God who can supply my need. Faith is not pretending that the problem doesn't exist, but it's believing that God can take care of the problem. Can I get an amen? For some of you, You are on the verge of a miracle, but you need to make a U-turn from speaking negatively and blocking God's blessing in your life. How? There's three dead ends, and I want to share it with you. The first one is negative words. Negative words, and I think I put it in your notes. 
Actually, the Bible says that there is power in what you say. The Bible says there's life and there's death in the power of the tongue. So you got to be careful not to use negative language. And the second one is blaming others. That's not going to work either. Ask Adam and Eve. <laughs> Ask Cain. Am I my brother's keeper? You're going to blame somebody else? Well, that's not going to work. And the third thing that's not going to work is worry. Worry. It is another dead end when you worry. And it stops us from receiving our miracle. I saw this, and I want to say it to you. If we prayed about our problems as much as we worry about them, we'd have a whole lot less to worry about. Oh, that's good. And I also saw this, and I want to share it with you from another pastor. He said, if you're a good worrier, you can be a good prayer warrior. You just need to U-turn, make a U-turn, and change it around. Which is going to lead us to our fourth sign. And I think that this one is extremely important, and it's the yield sign. The yield sign, if you want to jot this down. Our last point today is yield to God and pour your life into others. Yield to God and pour your life into others. Here in this fourth sign, we can follow the other three, but you won't get your miracle until you start pouring yourself and you yield to God and what He's telling you to do. And Elisha asked the woman to do something very strange. Let's take a look. 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 3. Then he said, Go around and borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels, and not a few. Then pour out the oil that you have into those vessels, setting aside each one when it is full. And this was going to be how the miracle was going to work. First, you got to look for empty vessels and you pour out your life into those empty vessels. A lot of times when we're in a crisis, we want somebody to pour into us. And this is just the opposite in in this concept. Well, while you're struggling and and while things aren't going well, begin to pour yourself into the lives of others. And it'll get your eyes off yourself and your own emptiness when you start to look for other vessels to fill. And God says, then I will fill you up. This is his principle of blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. Can I say that again? You are blessed to be a blessing. And he says, when I begin to to start blessing, I'm going to find people that are filling someone else up. It's a paradox of life that we see. And not only do you look for empty vessels, but you also need to step out in faith. Step out in faith. God says, if I see you stepping out in faith, and you start filling someone else up, and you start giving of your time and your talent and your treasure your resources, then I will fill you up and I will meet your need. That's the way God works. And here's the question. 
why would God bless me if I'm not going to bless anyone else? We are blessed to be a blessing. God blesses you to bless others who are empty. I love this last clip that I want to show you. And and it's where Santa is on his throne and this little girl comes up and she has an issue, but he is going to pour himself into the lives of this little girl. Let's, let's take a look at this clip. Hello, little one. How are you? Uh, Come. Well. Uh, she's deaf. You don't have to talk to her. She just wanted to see you. You are a very beautiful young lady. (laughs) What's your name? Sammy. That's a beautiful name. (laughs) Now, I tell you what. Do you know Jingle Bells? Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride on a one-horse open sleigh. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Darling, what would you like for Christmas. A doll and a bear when you shall have them. Sammy, I wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. And this is where we should have the altar call. That is so moving and so touching, isn't it? But you know, that's what God does. It doesn't matter what language that we speak. He can speak to us. He knows them all. He knows when you hurt. He knows when the need is great. And he knows it's not always easy stepping out in faith. It's my job as a pastor to challenge you and to squeeze you and 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 to say let God use you this season. It's my job to say let's get out there and make a difference in the world. And we have done that this year and I, I love what we're doing right now. These these cards I think six or seven hundred have been passed out so far. And it's you that are making a difference in the world by maybe buying the coffee someone behind you in the line at Starbucks. Maybe it's at McDonald's. Maybe it's just taking your neighbor's trash out to the street that's elderly. And you give them this card and it says something extra to show you God loves you. I think that's really neat. A lot of you are doing this. I I know this week I got to do this at the car wash. I left, you know what a fat tip is? That's a big one. And I left them 
a fat tip at the car wash and I put two of these together, Christmas at the movies and God loves you and I put it with the money and I'm praying that God uses that to show them just how much God does love them. I was blessed to be a blessing and so were you on these random acts of kindness that we're doing right now. And here's the last thing that I want to make sure that you realize. You need to expect God to come through. Once you ask, just expect Him to come through. And I have seen God do that in my life where it wasn't going to happen unless God came through. Look at 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 6. When the vessels were all full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not one left. Then the oil stopped multiplying. Are you getting this? The little oil that she had, she began to pour into empty vessels, and it didn't stop flowing until that vessel was filled up and she went to the next one. What? With just that, that was the miracle. She just kept pouring into empty vessels and there was more than enough to fill each and every vessel that she borrowed. And that's what God wants to do for us. He wants to use us, the little bit that we have, the talent, the resources, the time that we have, and he wants us to fill others up. You have an opportunity this Saturday at Love Surf Feed. Uh, you can go to our website and see more about it. But there at Hernandez Middle School from 11 to 1, you can be a blessing and pour yourself out into somebody that's not only physically hungry, but spiritually hungry as well. And you begin to fill them up. It's our service project for December. I want you to look at Mark chapter 10, verse 27. I love this scripture because, and and I know that God answers prayer by yes, no, and wait. One pastor said, God answers yes, no, and maybe. I don't know about the maybe part, but I know it's, He can answer yes to your request. Sometimes he answers no. And sometimes he says, wait. But I love this scripture because it is the truth. Mark 10 and 27. All things are possible with God. All things. And we we can stop right there. All things and talk about what are all things actually is all things are possible with God I'm glad for that I've been praying this week that at the end of this service that God would work a miracle in your life I've been expecting all week for God to do miracles here at Life Church and he wants to give a miracle to you. And of course, there were the signs that we have to follow. Take the one way 
that starts a miracle. Stop and assess what I already have. Make a U-turn from the negative to the positive. And the last one is yield to God and pour your life into others. And as pastor, that's what I'm asking you to do is to find that miracle 